Tonight, God's Word comes to us from Psalm 47. Psalm 47. We'll be reading the nine verses of this psalm. Psalm 47, beginning at verse 1. What we hear now is God's Word. Clap your hands, all peoples. Shout to God with loud songs of joy. For the Lord, the Most High, is to be feared, a great king over all the earth. He subdued peoples under us and nations under our feet. He chose our heritage for us, the pride of Jacob, whom he loves. God has gone up with a shout the Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God, sing praises. Sing praises to our King, sing praises. For God is the King of all the earth. Sing praises with a song. God reigns over the nations. God sits on his holy throne. The princes of the peoples gather as the people of the God of Abraham. For the shields of the earth belong to God. He is highly exalted. Here we end the reading of God's holy word. Well, tonight we come to the end of another Mission Emphasis Week, a time when we remind ourselves of the great mission that God has calling each and every one of his elect into fellowship with him. That God is doing this mission not only here locally, but he is doing that mission around the world. It's a glorious thing to remind ourselves of, of God's call to evangelize the nations, to remind ourselves of our responsibility to take the opportunities that God gives us to share the glories of the gospel, to be again challenged to open our mouths to speak his glorious truth. As we think about evangelism and the work of mission, we remind ourselves that our God is a sovereign God. And that gives us hope and gives us an encouragement because God has elected a particular number of people unto salvation. And while it is true that God could immediately choose to save them, God chooses to save them immediately through the use of means, through the declaration of the gospel, and he opens our mouths to tell that glorious truth. Yes, he is sovereign in salvation. He is the one who brings people to faith. But he gloriously, graciously includes us in that wonderful work. Psalm 47 is categorized uh, not particularly as a missions psalm, but as an enthronement psalm. The psalm highlights God's kingship, God's rule, 
And yet it is because of that rule that we have confidence to do missions. God is enthroned as king, not only over the church, but God is enthroned as king over the world, over the nations. And because of that, he calls his own out of the nations. This, morning we rejo- this evening we rejoice in, in God being enthroned as the king. This psalm, like so many psalms, uh, calls us to praise God. This psalm is unique, however, in that it is the only psalm in the Psalter. It is the only verse in Scripture where within the compass of one verse, we are called four times to praise God. Look at verse 6. Sing praises to our God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our King. Sing praises. Nowhere else in Scripture is there one verse where four times we are called to bring praise to God. But in His enthronement, in His rule over the church and over the nations, we are called to bring Him praise. The psalmist says, shout to God with loud songs of joy. We have joined our voices together this evening in songs of joy, in praise to this great king. The psalmist begins, clap your hands, all peoples. This call to bring praise to God goes out to all, to each and every one of his own, because he is established as the king. He is the one who sits enthroned. Verse 5. God has gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Uh, There are scholars who suggest that the context of Psalm 47 is the the, uh, entrance of the ark of God as it came to its resting place, recorded for us back in 2 Samuel chapter 6. You recall how they were going to bring the ark back to Jerusalem. In 2 Samuel 6, verse 12, it was told King David, The Lord has blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that belongs to him because of the ark of God. So David went and brought the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with rejoicing. And when those who bore the ark of the Lord had gone six steps, He sacrificed an ox and a fattened animal. And David danced before the Lord with all his might. And David was wearing a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the horn. With shouting and with the sound of the horn. Verse 5, God has gone up with a shout. The Lord with the sound of the trumpet. Praising God as the king who is enthroned in the midst of his people. The king who is a great victor in battle. This language, God has gone up. A king goes up when he returns victorious from battle. He goes up into the city and he is praised by the peoples. There is a shout, there is music, there is a celebration. And if that is the case for an earthly king when he is victorious... 
how much more for our heavenly king. God has gone up. The people shout. The Lord goes up with the sound of the trumpet. For our king, Jesus Christ, has gone up. Think of that, kids. He's gone up. What does that mean? He must have come down. Jesus came down from heaven and did battle with our greatest enemy. Jesus battled Satan himself and defeated him through his death and his resurrection. And he has now gone up, ascended to his heavenly throne. He sits enthroned over all. So we bring praise to him. The call to bring praise to our God and praise to our King. For Jesus Christ, right now, sits enthroned in heaven. The psalmist gives us particular reasons to praise this great King. Verse 2, for the Lord, the Most High, is to be feared, a great King over all the earth. The Lord God is to be feared. And often we think about that in terms of the the fear or the adoration of his followers. There's a sense we use the word fear that way. But I would suggest here, the psalmist is actually talking about fear, being afraid. Being afraid of the power of this great king. God manifested his power in the life of his people. Think of the story back in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. This is a beautiful story of God fighting on behalf of his people. They were worried about attacking armies. And when the armies came to attack against the people of God, uh, they became uh, confused. We read in verse 22 of chapter 20. And when, they began, when Israel began to sing and praise, the Lord set an ambush against the men of Ammon, Moab and Mount Seir who had come against Judah, so they were routed. The people were afraid of the coming armies and God himself sets the ambush. God has them fight each other. And we read those glorious words at the end of this chapter. They came to Jerusalem with harps and lyres and trumpets to the house of the Lord and the fear of God came on all the kingdoms of the countries when they heard the Lord had fought against the enemies of Israel. The fear of God on the nations because they had heard about God's power, because they had heard how he fights for his people, afraid, afraid of this glorious, majestic, powerful king. Who, who stands with and for his people. He is the king over the earth. Verse 2, the Lord, the God most high, is to be feared, a great king over all the earth. And verse 7, for God is the king of all the earth. Sing praises with a song. He is the king over all the earth. There is nothing that is not under God's control. The world may try to ignore that fact. The world may try to think they are in control. 
They are most powerful. And yet, yet no matter how they would deceive themselves, the fact is, God sits enthroned. God is enthroned over the heavens and the earth. And nothing can thwart His power. We were talking at lunch today about a song we sing, Sin and evil might seem great, but God is more powerful. His redemption over all of His own. The world thinks they have the power, they have the control, but God sits enthroned. For God is the King of all the earth. Sing praises with a psalm. He says in verse 3, He subdued peoples under us and nations under our feet. When we think of the king subduing the peoples, the king subduing the nations, uh, our thoughts can't help but go to Psalm 2, a psalm which speaks of the kingship of Jesus Christ. Psalm 2, why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and their rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us burst their bonds apart, let us cast away their cords from us. He who sits in heaven laughs. The Lord holds them in derision. Then he will speak to them in his wrath and terrify them in his fury, saying, as for me, I have set my king on Zion my holy hill. I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. He subdued peoples under us, nations under his feet, for Jesus Christ is securely sitting on his throne, ruling over all. The psalmist says, he chose our heritage for us, the pride of Jacob, whom he loves. He chose he chose our heritage. The pride of Jacob is a reference to the land of Israel. God had promised he would give his people a land. For them, it was a, a physical land in the ancient Near East. For us, that, that, that land of promise, that land we look forward to, is, is not only the new heavens and the new earth, it is this heavens and earth for Jesus Christ is ruling and reigning over them. He, he is the one who, who sits enthroned, the king over all the earth. Sing a song of praise. He chose our heritage for us. He chose our, our destiny for us. He chose our end for us. A reminder again that our salvation is ultimately not because of a choice that we made. God chose. God chose His own. Some people say that, you know, this concept of election is only found in a couple places in the New Testament. Uh, simply take them to Psalm 47. He chose our heritage for us. He chose our end for us. Psalm 47 and others speak of the glorious electing love of God in salvation, that God is the one 
who has chosen his own. God is the one who brings them to faith. God is the one who is, who is behind the great mission of his church because Jesus Christ sits enthroned in the heavens. It is that great king who calls out tonight, who calls you to place your trust in that Jesus Christ, to recognize him as Lord and king, not only over all other things, but over you, over your life, to submit yourself to him. That is the call of the gospel as it goes out once again this evening. When we see the glory of God, when we see this glorious king enthroned, we, we are called to recognize him, to see the glorious results of what it is, to, to recognize Jesus Christ as king and Lord over all. Verse 8, God reigns over the nations. God sits on his holy throne. We are to recognize that. And the call to the nations is to recognize that. To recognize Jesus Christ as the one who sits enthroned in heaven, ruling and reigning over all. It is that king who is, as Psalm 22 says, who is enthroned on the praises of his people. As people come to recognize Jesus Christ and bring glory to him, he is enthroned. His, his kingship is recognized more fully and seen more beautifully as he continues to call his own and build his church from the nations. It is verse 9, which is why I chose this text for tonight. Beginning at verse 8, God reigns over the nations. God sits on his holy throne the princes of the peoples, that's the nations, the princes of the peoples gather as the people of the God of Abraham. God has his own in the nations. He calls them to himself and they are gathered together as the people of the God of Abraham. That is the work of mission sharing the glorious news of Christ, that, that many can be brought from darkness into light, that many might be brought from death into life and gathered together, not as foreigners, not as strangers, but gathered as the people of God. The princes of the peoples gather as the people of the God of Abraham. It is that glorious mission that we are called to be involved in. It is that glorious mission in which God includes us. And it may be the case. It may be the case that, that for some of you, God is, is working in your heart and working in your mind and seeing these various flags and saying, you know, perhaps, perhaps God is calling me to some sort of foreign mission, to, to go to a different land where I can share the glorious truths of the gospel. And if that is the case, I want to encourage you in that. Don't say no to that, 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 that moving of God in your heart and your life. But for some of us who might say, well, that's, 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 not, that's not the case for me. I, I'm not sensing that, that call to a foreign mission. It does, it does not mean we are not called to missions. 
Each of us has a circle of influence. We have a job that we go to. We have coworkers that we see. We have people at school that we have contact with. We have neighbors next to us. And many of them, many of them do not yet know the Lord. God could immediately save them. But God chooses to save his own immediately with the use of means. And it may be, it may be that it is through our lips that they will hear the gospel. It may be through our contact with them that God would allow us in very simple ways simply to tell them what he has done for us. The gospel is not difficult. You do not need to know all the intricacies. You do not have to take systematic theology. You simply say, I was a sinner saved by the grace of God for his honor and for his glory. That is the simplicity of the gospel. And all of us, all of us who know Jesus Christ can share that simple message. The shields of the earth belong to God. He is highly exalted. God is the one who calls people to himself. Yes, he uses us, he uses our voice, but God is the one. And so he is the one who receives the glory. He is the one who is exalted because of his grace, because of his mercy. He is the one who takes enemies and makes them his children. The princes, the powerful, those who would war against God, gather, gather as the people of the God of Abraham. Oh, we praise our Lord Jesus Christ tonight, for he is the king who sits enthroned in heaven ruling and reigning not only over his church, but ruling and reigning over all the nations. And, and, and God calls us to pray, as we heard this morning, to pray that his work of mission would go on, that we would be, would be in prayer, that God would continue to call each and every one of his own out of the nations to become the children of God. And that we might be so blessed that God might use us, weak, frail, halting at times in our language, but that God might use us to share the glorious truth that we know, the truth that we love. Jesus Christ, the King, is also our Lord and our Savior. And to Him belongs all the glory and honor and praise. He is highly exalted, for he's enthroned as king. Let's join together in prayer. Oh Lord our God, we praise you for the beauty of your word, a word that reminds us of your glory, of your majesty, of your power. A glory that, a word that points us to the glory of Jesus Christ, your son who is now ruling and reigning over all. Oh, we praise him, we exalt him, we lift up our voices with songs of joy, for he is the great king over all. We pray, Lord God, you would continue 
in your glorious work of missions, your glorious work of calling your own to yourself. And Lord God, we ask you would give us a removal of fear, a removal of anything that stands in our way that would keep us from opening our mouths, using our lips to declare your glorious truth. Lord God, hear our prayer for Jesus' sake. Amen. We are going to sing together that psalm we just looked at, Psalm 47, in number 47a. Number 47a. Oh, clap your hands, all peoples shout. Let joyful cries to God ring out. The Lord Most High is greatly feared, great King who rules the earth throughout. Leaders of nations gather round to serve as sons of Abram's God. To him belong the shields of earth. Exalted greatly is the Lord. We're going to sing all five verses, 47a. Let's stand together as we sing. Receive the parting blessing of our God, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.